they, yeah, they haven't been taught that there are other ways to interact with people or other values that they've been exposed to. So they kind of just have this one thing. But like I said, you know, as you get older, you can't really rely on the excuse of, I didn't know any better. Like, unless you literally don't have any resources to get knowledge on certain things, then that's excusable. But that's not the case for most of us. Huge part of, like, if we're going to talk about, like, khabtum, yeah. have access to internet and they can go online research these things read about it yeah. try to see things from a different perspective that's one of the steps that we can take to try and you know not even that we should it should be mandatory at this point how do you mean i mean it should be taught in school like the appropriate way to interact with people which well, sounds ridiculous when you say it but a lot of people just don't know how to interact in a respectful manner with others without right. invalidating them to a certain degree. Whether it being for race, gender, sex, whatever. Yeah. That needs to be taught. Right. I think, I think uh, two things. The, the first thing is the point you made earlier about um, segregated schools or separated schools. That is so, like, that has such a huge effect. On, on, on that yeah. as well um, but also I, I think here in Sudan when it comes to and I'm just going to preach out like you know uh, brought out which is what with its heteronormative standards or whether it's race or whether it's you know, just a, just a sort of demonizing demonizing or the oppressing of any minority whatsoever yeah. and even in our generation generally in Sudan it's taken on a different form um, so, for instance, when it comes to homosexuality, maybe back then homosexuality was not seen as a thing at all. Today, yeah, it was. It's just like more or less like you know people were just better at you know. People were just oh, better hiding it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Because right. there, there's no way it didn't exist. It probably did, but you know. Oh, absolutely. It's very like you know hush. Yeah. <laughs> no one can know about that. <laughs> right, right, right. But that, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit more discreet or practice more discreet or, you know, was sort of being pushed by the people who didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but today, even when it's sort of, when it's, when, you know, you have to come to reality that there are people from these communities, I think they use, the justification they use might in their eyes, in their eyes be like, oh, we are addressing this in a more productive, you know, progressive way. We are way. being more progressive. Like, congrats, you're not going to get murdered. <laughs> that's not really progressive <laughs> but even if they do even if they do justify murder they just justify it in a quote unquote for you in, in the sense that oh did you know that homolos for instance they were all gay and then they got smashed them on yeah. the ground and stuff like that which is that's not the way to go about that <laughs> that's not the, <laughs> which is always funny but even even I think it, it happens in so many I mean I remember talking to a lot of people about you know race race relations here in Sudan which is also and tribalism. And tribalism. I can't relate to like tribalism to that, but it sounds it's like it's a real problem <laughs> for everyone. Huge, it's, a huge it's one of the reasons like what happened in Darfur happened, if I'm not wrong. It, it, I yeah. mean, like there were a lot of yeah. We're trying to take over the land with now legal permission whilst the actual African tribes wanted to maintain it. Yeah. 
and the practices that it is just it's, it's that, I mean that, I could be wrong this could really just be a narrative that I've been taught just not 100% sure yeah it's, I, it's, I don't know I think at the end of it it's just pure pure prejudice and racism that's that's just discrimination on various levels like yeah. in Sudan you're taught to discriminate against certain things like let's take into account that um like there are various forms of discrimination. The biggest being in Sudan is, you know, discrimination. Uh, sorry, discrimination against women. Right. And discrimination against race. Right. Being like it's even like pushed into casual like conversation. Like, oh, you'd be so much prettier if you were lighter. Or, right. You know, like that's not something I personally suffered from, and that's you know I, that is a blessing. But to see, like, I know so many people that have grown up with these prejudices. Yeah. Struggle with how they identify themselves, the standards of beauty, like, considering themselves, to, like, to the most extreme level, like, a second-class citizen because of this. And that's messed up. Yeah. And even, even I think, I think <clears throat> just to go, like, a, a step further, I think when it comes to race, one of the things that I, that, that, that sort of perpetuate that sort of racist narrative in a progressive way, quote unquote, is you'd hear a lot of people talk about, oh, my family back in the day used to, for instance, own slaves. But they do it in such a way that it's like, oh, my family back in the day they used to own slaves in a, such a, like, a demonizing like, way. There is like, it's, towards it's the family. Two things. Like, one, you see people say that and they're like bragging. They're like, but discreetly oh. bragging, you know, like yeah, yeah it's like yeah, this yeah. is not something you want to show off. Like I right. promise you, no one thinks this is okay. Yeah. Or them being like, and this is where like a lot of people think they're justified. Like, oh yeah, my family did own slaves, but they were so nice to them that they were like, <laughs> their slaves were like, oh, intezay abui. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just horrible. You've just conditioned a person into a certain life. That's all that happened. Right. You're not better. You're not progressive for not like beating your slave yeah. you still took part in a practice that oppressed another group right and that's that's that, i think i think that in itself like whether it's racism or like misogyny or whatever the sort of as progressive as sort of at first i think it's right to say that as, as progressive as we'd like it to be there's always going to be a counter sort of progressive movement but it's not really for, you know what i mean yeah it's, I mean, it's, when you call it kind of progressive, I feel like you mean like, you know, like when you have like for now the LGBT community coming out of Sudan and then the counterproductive version is just like my morals and my values. Right. Or, you know, I'd be okay with whoever being gay or, you know, part identifying as an LGBT as long as they're not in my family. Right. <laughs> Basically what you're saying is like, if you're not related, it's the same thing as like, you know, girls hearing that like, oh would you like if your sister was harassed? You know, That's what I wanted to ask you. You're only putting rights to a certain group of people still. Yeah. And that's because of a blood relation when it's not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to discriminate full stop. Right. You know, you can't just, that's not progressive of you to say that I'm okay with people being gay. I just can't tolerate it in my family. Right, 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 right. Which talks like, it would speak so much about, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just so weird. But I think last time you mentioned that as well when we were talking, about um i think one of the most asked questions here in sudan yeah. specifically is for guys it would be like what if your son was gay like in a sort of like yeah no i'm not i'm not gonna lie i've had that conversation with a friend like less than a week ago <laughs> right 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 yes what would you do if your 
you know, child came out to you as gay and like she's someone that I know is religious and everything and I'm yeah. like, you know, that's her own thing. But to show you that it is possible, she was just like, you know, at the end of the day, this is my son. Right. I'm not going to try to oppress him because that's not going to work. I'm not going to try to discriminate against him because, again, that's my son. You know, it is what it is. Right. I'm just going to try and do what's right by me to God. That doesn't include abusing him. Yeah. Trying to convert him. Right. Which is a horrible thing. <laughs> right. I can't believe that's a thing. We actually have it in England. Really? Yeah. That's insane. It's like like. I thought it was like more or less abolished until like my pants came back. No, <laughs> no, no, in England, uh, literally where Is I used it, to work, yeah, the hospital that I used to work at, like opposite the road, there's like a church that had uh, conversion therapy. therapy. Oh yeah. god, that's horrible. Oh, this is horrible. But like her whole point was that you know it is what it is. Like I'm not gonna in like oppress him in any way, um, minimize the rights that he has. Right. And at the same time, I'm not going to lose myself in prison because she like put it in the perspective, you know, God told me I'm in charge of you. I'm not going to force you to not be gay. I'm not going to, you know, throw to that front to a ship. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Right. And I'm going to hope, like, you know, not change your sexuality. That's not what she means by pray. I pray for your sexuality to change. No. Right. You know, she prays for him because she genuinely cares about him. That's her child. Okay. And I know her as a person, like, you know, she she doesn't have that, like, double standard, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I would consider as progressive. Like, she's there for her child regardless. She's not going to abandon them. Right. Because of something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same thing if it was a person she didn't know. She's not going to discriminate and abandon them because of something like this. Right. But that's 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 sort of like a juxtaposition. that's like one person. Like, exactly. That's <laughs> that what I'm saying. That I personally know. That's it. It's just one person that I've met who has, like... Well, not one person, but like to find people with these kind of views is very difficult. Like, I'm yeah, I mean, most of the answers that I got was so sort of they get like so cringy, and maybe not even answer the question. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't know how to. The question itself is prejudiced. I don't know. I feel like even asking the question itself is like I I know it, it is kind of like you know. Like, would you continue to unconditionally love your child if you find out that they're of a different section? That question within itself is a horrible question to ask. Anyway. I understand why it's being asked in Sudan, though. Yeah. Because this is something that you're again taught from the get-go that is wrong. You're not supposed to partake. And this, to a lot of parents, this is like the worst thing that could happen to your child, you know, compared to like your daughter getting pregnant. Like these two are the worst <laughs> things that could happen. Right. Because, like, I mean, that's the problem. Like, sin is a sin. It doesn't change. But if you take right. into aspect how being homosexual is taken versus sex or drinking or whatever in Sudan or in, like, a conservative society, you know, it's always like, you know what? It's fine. Just don't worry about it. Like, repent. When you grow older, you're going to stop doing these things. But, like, I feel yeah. like it's just people are... When, when you identify as LGBT, it's not phase. Whereas, like, all people wish that sinning was just a phase. Right. You see what I mean? Okay, okay. That's, I think, where, like, people freak out. Same thing with, like, a girl getting pregnant in our society. It's not just a phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something that's going to stick and it's going to, like, you know, put a mark of shame on that family. Yeah. And they can't get rid of that. Do you get what I mean? Right. I think, I think you know what's, what's, what's funny? Because the sort of the old cards, uh, so to speak, of, like, these traditional values... About you know, uh, I'm not even that traditional. 
How like, do you take mean? an attack house to in like the seventies. Right. Fair enough. Sure, like there were you know conservatives in Sudan. That's definitely a thing. Yeah. But it was a much more liberal state. Mm. And you take it down to the way women dress, the way um, and that's like a small example. Just the way the women dressed, how normalized drinking and alcohol was. Right. Um, like my friends, like their grandmother was still now, we're still smokers, and that's something they took from like the seventies and the eighties. Like oh, wow. these things weren't as criminalized as they are right now. So it's not even like traditional values. We're talking about values that came in like in the, the 30 late years. Yeah. Like yeah, in the thirty years where like a certain um narrative got yeah. pushed on. Right. Which is, you know, the Islamic state of Sudan. <laughs> yeah. So fun. But <laughs> <laughs> but um friend of okay. Th- those sort of the, the people the conservative, let's say, from that time, or the people that perpetuated during the the thirty years, my, I think, I don't know, not necessarily a problem, but because you you have a, you have like you know our generation, yeah, and even the way they practice, or let's from from courtship techniques, this is oh, right, yeah. sliding in the DMs, it's gonna, it's gonna yeah, <laughs> right, to like how how they would go about doing those sort of Courtship code techniques and how it's traditionally accepted. Well, not traditionally, sorry, but the Contrary. past, uh, the, the past yeah. 30 years sort of appropriate or norms of thinking. I want to see that clash happen. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, just think about every argument we've had with someone like in a superior position. Like, no, I'm talking like someone in their like, late 30s, 40s. Think about the clashes that you've had and like the kind of values are expected of you okay yeah the only classes that i've had personally is oh. <laughs> <laughs> how do you mean though 30s like, and 40s um i don't interact with a lot of people in their 30s and their 40s like, yeah i feel like that subgroup like you mentioned is very like i don't know they're very like i can never actually get a hold of these people like to me like that the closest people would be like my family, my parents, my uncles and that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what that was the That was around that the time. lost generation. Yeah, like you don't hear much from Yeah. They kinda just like grew up in the state. But like you can see it and like I guess Well, you're not gonna see it now, that's the issue. Like when I talk about these interactions, like they're more interactions that I've had with like teachers. Okay. Yeah. And like for instance my old religion teacher. She was like one in her thirties to forties, and she really was, you know, the picture perfect conservative Islamic state woman. Right. Yeah. And, you know, she'd always like make comments on things like, "Why are men and women sitting so close together?" Or like, "We should segregate the school." Or, and it's just, and this is like a school that I don't know how to describe it to you. It's just. It was like, an, I hate to say this, it was like an IG school. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone knows what I mean by that. It's like, you know, there's like free mixing of the, the, the genders and all that. And it's like, you know, certain practices were like there. Yeah. But yeah, like, and I hated that. The, like, the people got the most flack were the girls. Like, okay. Yeah, like, you'd have like a religion teacher talk to you and be like, oh, I'm going to say, I'm you know they might do something but i hate that so much you know it's funny i've actually i've experienced that um 
back in uh, back in high school, um, what happened was I was I wasn't in Sudan, but I was also in like a similar conservative society. Um, and then, not even high. Yeah, I think it was high school. But anyways, so so me and the, me and the, um, a friend of mine we were we were sitting close to each other, and you know we we're just talking. So there was there was nothing literally going on. It was just me and her talking. I literally, they took it, they're like, oh, get up from your seat, and you have to go to the principal's office, or like the thing's office. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but why? And then, you know, blah, 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 we you go know, there. You know, there was nothing wrong with that interaction. See, that's the problem with, like, doing that, because well, I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, but, no, like, When fine. you highlight such big differences, or, like, try to highlight the huge issues, again, what you're doing is highlighting, so you wouldn't have seen anything wrong in that interaction. Yeah. But now that they've pointed it out to you, now you can't help but think about it. Right. And that's counterproductive. Exactly. That interaction was completely fine, completely innocent, devoid of whatever like criminal behavior that was going on. Right. Like you thought was going on, and now all you've done is put it in, like, I almost say a developing child's head. Exactly. You know what? You know, and, and the funny thing is, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is when we got to the, to the principal's office or and the counselor, whatever, whatever it was, and. He was talking to the girl, primarily, telling her like, "Oh, um, oh granted, my god, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I'm pretty sure I've been there before." It's like, "Oh, don't why are you doing this?" And almost like demonizing me on the spot, like, "Why are you doing this to yeah, this?" Yeah, I'm like, "What? Am I here?" <laughs> I fully believe in a self fulfilling prophecy. So when we're in a society where like men are like demonized like that, like. Oh, you know how how could you feel safe? Like he's a man, he can have like he can get like thoughts. You know what I mean? Like that certain conversation they have with you, or like yeah. he might not be able to control himself. You're really just That's allowing sad. that to happen because now in their head they're just gonna be like, oh, so I can't control myself because of what she's doing. Therefore, what I do right, is fine. Right, right, right. Do you right. see the problem there? Yeah. But also, even even one of one of the complaints, like beyond he can't control himself physically, he's like, oh, he's going to manipulate you. Yeah. You know, which is just inferiorizes women. It's like yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like oh, I have this sort of emotional well, intelligence yeah. or whatever it is yeah. to 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 thingy. Yeah, like a lot of the times, like especially when you start doing that with kids, like I'm talking about, like and people do do that with kids at like the age of ten or eleven, then they think they're going through puberty. When you highlight these things, when you push these narratives, all you're gonna get is these narratives. Right. But if you actually sit down, talk to them as equals, explain. I mean, you shouldn't be explaining things like that, I think to a ten year old. Right. But if you do educate them about these things again early, then you can prevent a lot of issues. You can prevent a toxic narrative from continuing. Right. Because you've explained to both of them on the same level that okay. You guys want to respect each other. You want us to respect each other's space. You want to be careful about everything. Also, on this topic about education, like men and women being educated, sexual education. Holy I crap, Sudan take... needs sexual education like no other. You know, just in a break a second ago, I was looking at my Twitter feed, and it says, what's, the, what's, the, what's one of the funniest lies that you've had as a child? And a girl was like... If if a boy kisses you, you're gonna get pregnant. <laughs> this was in this story. That's, that's horrible. Like right. my friend was telling me a story about how like uh, she knows someone who just got recently married, mm-hmm. and 
a week up leading up to her wedding, they went over to talk to her, her and two of her friends, and they were, and she started, they, they just sort of realized that she didn't know what sex was. Like, she had a general idea of, like, you know, people can have sex, but she right. didn't know it was expected of her. Oh, wow. On her, you know, marriage, the night of her marriage. Okay. And I, I'm not going to use the word expected, but, like, for Sudan's sake, it is expected of her to consummate oh, the marriage. Oh, right, right. And she had no idea. She didn't know what contraceptives were. She didn't know that the the general mechanics of it, because no one talked to her about it. That's see to me that's crazy. That see I I didn't think I was possible. <laughs> that's so crazy. Uh, I thought like you know in our in our generation we have the internet we have everything that like, yeah you know at some level people know what's going on. Right. But to see that like that's a real example of someone living in a society right now, I can't imagine all the other people. Wow. And, you know, I hate this blaming, uh, like, women for getting pregnant because they don't have sexual knowledge or knowledge about, like, anything to do with these kind of things. It's just also a form of toxic masculinity. Again, it takes two to produce a baby. Right. And that would have happened if we had a discussion about sex and what's right and what's wrong. See, I think, I think, it, I think it's there's so many layers. Right. I mean, just, just for just for you to say that sentence, I think you have to give like, cause yeah. First cause of all, sex is not allowed in Sudan unless exactly. you're married, right? That's like the baseline. And that's fine. You can still push that narrative, like, yeah. but understand, it's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so drinking's not allowed, but like, it, people yeah. are drinking in Sudan. Right. You know, smoking right. isn't allowed. People are smoking in Sudan. Yeah. It's gonna happen just because you've told me it's not allowed. Doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. Yeah, and I think you at, at this point, and I think I, I'm I'm a real believer in this. If the law fails to support or you know build a sort of robust structure in order for that to happen, so for instance, um, sex outside of let's just say something as as well, simple. I mean, something might seem as, as something huge, but something like um, sex outside of marriage. If the law was like, okay, this is the people's rights, and like you said, education and blah, 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 and contraceptives and so on and so forth, and what it leads to, and even on top of that, if the person becomes pregnant, uh, whether we believe in abortions or not as a society, then they should go to... A, you, you, there's so many conversations. If, yeah. that, if there was a structure like that, I yeah, think... Yeah, a well-thought-out structure of how to proceed in certain like situations, because you need to take all possibilities in case. Right, but also at the same time, it abolishes completely something called like tradition being involved or religion or like whatever sort of ethos that you want to use the country to perpetuate these things because they already exist now we're like in a black in a sort of in a vacuum where there's no law like if, if a girl gets pregnant outside of uh, what law i'm marriage. pretty sure there's a law about that no as in like okay apart from the but then, like, is it, it's like if they know both parties i think like you're there's like a marriage that's enforced. I'm not sure about that though. Is it? I've okay. heard about that. And like, yeah. I don't like. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens to that. Like again, it's a very conservative society. Right. Yeah. So you know, at least the like you know damage control. <laughs> right. Forced parties to get married. Yeah. But yeah, no. Like, there's no way that something as basic as sexual education doesn't ex- like it needs to exist because, like you said, we're now just living in a space where like, the fuck, are we gonna do? Right. <laughs> You know, right. and then people keep complaining about, like, children being abandoned, and that is horrible. Mm. But you need to understand the circumstances. 
people are uneducated about how to like you know sure they shouldn't be have sex like they shouldn't have sex that's fine i get it right but you know they did right and they didn't know what they were doing they right. didn't know how to be safe and it's not just pregnancies there's like you know stds and sdis that's also a thing that matters right and now you're in a situation where you're pregnant if you say anything about it you're a whore yeah you can't keep the kid because 99% of the time your parents aren't going to support that. Right. The father is not going to support that. So what other options do you really have? And you can't get an abortion. And I've heard that you can get an abortion in Sudan, but it's not a safe abortion. I've heard there's... An I was abort- about to yeah, say... Yeah, yeah, there are abortion clinics. I've heard of them too. No, no, no. Like, like, um, like if you want to get an abortion, the way you go about it is just some sort of... Like you... Like you get like a sort of hook sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the, the no. super brutal. Yeah, yeah, that is, um, that's like a last measure. It All that is going to lead to is both whatever child you are trying to preserve yeah. and the mother dying. Right. Because it's such a dangerous thing. Like assuming she does survive, there is going to be some sort of like repercussions to perform such a yeah, 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 complicated yeah. and difficult task on yourself. Right. And this is not assuming she didn't just literally hemorrhage and die. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I think Sudan is, like, pro, pro-life most, most of the time. That was, that's a whole other big conversation. I think uh, we haven't even got there, but yeah. even if we get there, I think it's going to be pro-life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole mm. other conversation. But, like, that is just, like, these are her options as someone who got put in this situation. Right. Which aren't great. So what would be the easiest option? have the baby and then abandon it and it sucks and it's not i'm not going to say it's something good but i understand where someone coming from like this can't be easy right but yeah Jeez. and this can simply be avoided by sexual education like <laughs> right you know even i grew up like, i grew up with really conservative parents yeah but one of the things that i was taught was sexual education my mom made sure that we've had these kind of conversations growing up because she, you know, obviously hoped that we wouldn't, like, partake in, like, premarital sex. Right. But she also understood that anything can happen. Yeah. And we need to be aware of how to deal with these situations. We need to be aware of our own bodies. Right. And how to deal with them. I think that's, the, that's, that's like, the healthiest measure. I mean, he- healthiest measure we can take. And, yeah. Because, uh, again, it's not just preventing a pregnancy. Like, SDs and SDIs can be life-threatening, can be crippling. Right. You need to be aware of how to control that. And I think here in Sudan, it's just the engagement in like conversation like these. I think because we've been politicized so yeah. hard for the past thirty years, so even engaging in like conversations like these, people will think that oh, this guy is trying to bring on like like, like you're trying to like bring some sort of political ideology or you're no. trying to bring on. A, it's just literally this Basic things that need to be addressed. Safety. Yeah, and. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I think I always, I always keep this in mind whenever I'm talking about uh, topics. And usually, the topics, every all the topics that we do talk about, it's 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 controversial. Not because it's controversial per se, but necessarily we do not have topics. We don't have to. We don't venture out on like, okay, you believe this. What about what what, what the other person believes or like what is? Yeah, it's mostly like you know, I believe this and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why you could, especially again if you have religion on your side. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to be like, how could you argue with religion? Right. <laughs> That's haram. Like, 
Right. God also said, don't be ignorant. I'm just saying. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's terrible. I mean, here in the philosophy society, um, I think one time, whenever someone tries to bring religion or whatever, not that, I, I'm, I'm a religious person, I'm Muslim, because I'm Muslim, yeah. but even when people try to bring, bring on religion to, like, the, the thing, it's okay, fair enough, but we're talking about philosophy, like, it's... Yeah, it's always best to try and keep religion out of, of the conversation, yeah. Out of the conversation. Yeah, I believe it also forces people to try and think things from a genuinely different perspective. If you can't talk about a certain thing, you're forced to see your other options. Yeah. yeah. Which can be super uncomfortable, I think, for some. Yeah, but, like, for instance, things like sexuality and religion, like, this is something I want to make clear from the get-go. Sexuality and religion can coexist. Right. Because I've seen this a lot is, um, you know, the minute you decide to go for a non-heteronormative conforming sexuality, mm-hmm. you've abandoned all your right to religion. And that's not how that works. <laughs> you are perfectly able to exist within both spheres without an issue. Can you elaborate? Um, like people who identify as homosexual. Right. Um... It's also immediately taken as a sign as clearly you don't follow religion. You must be an atheist or like, you know, kafir. Right. When in reality, that's not the case. You know, they sure, the lifestyle they've chose, well, not chose, but like the lifestyle they take part in is not something that is technically accepted by religion, but it is what it is. Right. It also doesn't mean that they're not capable of practicing religion. Right. You know, they're still can maintain spirituality, they can still maintain their faith in whatever religion they choose to take part in. It has nothing to do with their sexuality. Their sexuality is one aspect. It doesn't completely change everything. Right. And you have that like again, like, you know, people are saying like how, you know, the minute you've decided to become gay, khalas. You're a coffee right now. Yeah, yeah. Like and you say like, oh, you know, I was praying yesterday, like how did you pray? You know, God already hates you. But you're not God, are you? <laughs> you can't say these things and you can't make these judgments because at the end of the day, who are you? Right. You didn't create this person. Yeah. You don't know. I also believe that, like, um, like I, I've said this before, like, this can genuinely, like, I consider this, it could be a trial for people, you know, because, you know, it, in, our, in Islam, we're told that, you know, when you go through a hard time, that's just, you know, God's way of, like, testing you right so i also believe that that can fall for any other thing including sexuality right so again you can't invalidate them and tell them they're not religious because then all you're doing is pushing that away i i think for me personally it's it's i see it as also like smoke not smoke but like drinking or like which is a sin is a sin at the end of the day. A sin is a sin. It's there's nothing. No one said this sin is greater than that one. Like right, and it's it's like I I completely agree. And uh, you know uh, when it comes to the com- you, both of them can coexist. Yeah, definitely. But like like I think when we talked about it last, I think that's even a harder pill to swallow. Not just here in Sudan, but most I think conservative Societies, religious society. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a sense that. Well, like you said, you know, it's like... One is, like, you're taught that this is the ultimate sin. Like, yeah. at least one of the ultimate sins. And it's not just the phase. Yeah. So that means, like, you've chosen a life right. devoid of religion. This is not true. You've it's, sold your soul to the, the LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not true. Like, 
people can still maintain posts and completely be fine. Right. And again, it's really none of anyone's business to go and go around and be like, "Oh, clearly, you know, you're not a real Muslim." Yeah. Again, who are you though? Like, yeah. You're not the creator. You're not Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Right. You don't get to decide. And you know when people and I just remember this, people be like, "Oh yeah, but you know it's fine if I smoke. It's a minor sin, and like homosexuality is a major sin. Right. That minor can be zero point one percent. So really." And how many times do you smoke a day? <laughs> if, like, like, if we're going to be talking about like, you don't know what that value is. All right. that you've been told is one is greater than the other. Right. That difference can be 0.1. It can right. be 0.01. So you're not better. Right, right. And you can't go around deciding that for people. It's not a, again, unless you're yeah. the creator. I don't see why you should be doing that. Right. And, like, I think we're taught in religion to be just and to be fair and to, like, um, you know, not judge other people. Because right. at the end of the day, you, like, you believe in God, God's going to deal with that. And that's that. Yeah. You don't need to push in further. Right. Unless, I, oh, my God. Sorry, I keep remembering things. <laughs> no, go ahead. In relation to heteronormative society and sexuality. And... I hate to bring it up, but religion is a huge factor in our society, especially when it comes to these two topics. Right. It is primarily dictated by religion. Right. And one of my favorite things when we're talking about how people like use religion to defend their actions is Estura okay. al-Muslim. I don't remember that. I think it's like an ayah where it basically says that, you know, if you see a, a, your Muslim brother or sister doing something wrong, don't go declaring it. Okay. You know, this the idea of like just oh, yeah. be quiet. Yeah. That only works when specifically men are trying to defend their actions against women. Right. Because as a woman, even if it's like uh, as girls in Sudan, I'm pretty sure like a huge part of us have gone through dealing with rumors. Yeah. About things that are either true or not. Right. Right. Where's that mentality? <laughs> when right, it's right. primarily men who are spreading these rumors, where's the mentality of like, you know, prevent her becoming like, was more or less a laughing stock in front of other people? Where's that mentality? Doesn't exist. Yeah. Because, you know, she's behaving that way, or even if she isn't, because that happens a lot as well, she clearly deserves it. But, and I've literally read this, if you remember, like, and this is my favorite topic these days. It's like Abdullah Mutharish and someone like <laughs> brought it up. Yeah. And one of the comments, and a lot of the comments actually, are. Social media See, it's literally being used to protect their own toxic masculinity. Right. The same argument that can be used for girls, for women, is being used. Just Sorry. to protect toxic masculinity. Wow. Yeah. It reminds me like some sort of really sick 1950s English or like American sort of like because literally it's it's it's, it's a regression in time. I don't, I don't know. There's no much, but I think I think to compare this sort of uh, how they. They're talking like specifically about like defamation of character and whatever, and that's fine. But you spreading rumors about a girl is also defamation of character. It's yeah. The closest thing that you can get where like both examples are level. Yeah, and I think here I think it's it's important to point out like one of the sort of huge happenings this month 
which is uh, the the whole incident with the Kibeda school. Yeah. Which is exactly what you just said. A guy comes and takes a picture inappropriately of a girl, and yeah. then the girl tells him to thing yeah, him, so blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a bunch of people go to his house, try to talk to him instead. Yeah. That did not end well. <laughs> that didn't end well. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly what it is, because the and dad got angry at the fact that, how dare you come and tell accuse my... Accuse my son of doing something like that. When I get my entire problem, could have been solved by just checking your son's phone on the spot. <laughs> right. I'm 100% sure that, you know, his dad... Yeah, I and mean, there's so many people that are against him. That just chose to believe. <clears throat> to unconditionally support his son. Exactly. Yeah. To such a degree where they, had, I don't know, they got like guns and weapons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they went. School. I think like I know not to the school. I what I've read was that the father pulled out a gun when yeah. they came to his house and started shooting up in the sky to scare them off. And then a f- I don't know if it's a few days later, like they showed up in the school and they started like creating problems. Yeah. Well, it's not creating problems that they did is absolutely horrible. A grown man yeah, that's, beating other children like that. That's the most repugnant, sort of primitive, uncivilized, I don't know. So, Purely I, I, because of what he believes that his son could be someone who has sexually harassed another person. That's unbelievable. That's, that's yeah. so... I don't yeah. know. And that's how it's viewed most of the time. It's like, you know, if you accuse someone of sexual harassment, like, they'll be like, first things first, they're going to look towards the girl. Because they'll find every single excuse they I can yeah. to make sure that this is not the man's fault. You know, I swear to God, just when you said that, I remember when I, because I woke up and I saw the video. I let you know when I opened it. The first, because there was a girl that was, I, I don't know, she, she was, I think she, was she went to up her, to, the, the father, to the father. To the father, and then the father slapped her and stuff. Yeah, probably. And then the first comment literally I read was like, why would she put her hand in front of his face? I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, how the fuck? Excuse my yeah. language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, clearly she was in the wrong. Like, yeah. No, she wasn't. He's clearly yelling at someone else and he's being disrespectful. He's not even supposed to be there. And it's he assault is not of a minor. To, exactly. I mean, it's assault yeah. at the end of it. You can't do that, be it a girl. Boy, woman, man, you cannot hit someone without being, like, you know. Protecting yourself. Exactly, and within your self-defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not right. And even a minor, I think the, the, the rules are not even extended to the home. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's horrible. 